Want to patent your invention? The chance is near. You've given it heart. Now get it in gear. It's Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. How do some people succeed in business and make boatloads of money, sell their businesses, whatever, and other people fail? So really, what's the secret? Well, if we knew the answer to that, we'd all be billionaires, right? I mean, that is always the secret. How do you project or anticipate success? But today on Passage to Profit, we have Gene Marks joining us. And Gene is an expert on small business advice, and he's going to be talking about the five key things that entrepreneurs need to know when starting a business. He is the regular columnist for Washington Post and Forbes magazine. He's made numerous media appearances. He's an author, and he has a fantastic podcast. Yes, may I say, we've learned quite a bit listening to him. (laughs) Yeah, it's GeneMarks.com. So listeners, make sure you tune in, check out his website, read his books, and listen to his podcasts. And so without further ado, I'd like to introduce Gene Marks. Gene, welcome to the show. Thanks very much for having me on. I'm excited to be here. So what are the five things that entrepreneurs need to know when they're starting their business? First of all, let's clean our state. How long do we have? Do we have two hours to talk about this? <laughs> I wish. I, I, it's amazing that you got it down to five, well, right? Maybe, maybe this could be the first installment and you could come back another time. I, you know, I got to tell you guys, I, uh, so yeah, I run my own company outside of Philadelphia. I have 10 employees and, um, and we have about 600 clients. We've been doing it for a long time. Um, I'm not saying that I'm some kind of a you know, running Uber or Microsoft or some giant whatever, but I've had some success and I've met a lot of really super smart and intelligent business owners and entrepreneurs that have taught me a lot. So you know, the story that I can share with you is this. I, I have a really good friend who runs a very good and successful company outside of Philadelphia, uh, which is where I'm based. And I'll never forget the guy. He, um, they actually sell, uh, believe it or not, like paper and film. Like they buy rolls of paper that were thrown away by other companies and they re-roll it and re-laminate it and then they resell it. And it's like a high margin business. The guy does it well. He's in business with two of his other brothers. Um, and, you know, and I've learned, I remember I asked him years ago, um, I said, you know, Alex, what would happen to you if like this business fell through or, or things really came bad? And he said, you know what, Gene, I'll tell you what I would do. I would go to, this was 20 years ago. He said, I would go and get a local paper from where I live and I'd go to the wanted to buy ads and I'd circle a bunch of ads. And then I would drive 20 miles away and get another local paper from another area and look for wanted to sell ads, and I would just match buyers and sellers all day and make my living that way. Smart guy. A true entrepreneur, right? Yeah, and we've talked about that before. You take a field that seems saturated or that everybody's done stuff with, you put a little new twist on it, and voila, you've got a pretty good business, right? It's 100%, and that's what gets you back to sort of like the five things, you know, that like success. First of all, number one, um, the most successful people that I know sell. They they sell. I mean, in the end, you're selling a product. You don't get you know crazy with romanticism and oh I'm an entrepreneur and look at me and this is this is what whether they're selling tires or they're selling lotions or they're selling you know, reprocessed paper they can sell and you have to have the ability to deal with other people and do deals and collect money and sell and that's a big deal. Alex, the friend of mine, believe it or not, he never got like an MBA but he got a college degree in business and he was always good with numbers. Um, And I think number two, um, besides being able to sell is you have to be good with math. You didn't say there was going to be math. You say that because, you know, Rich, if if there is 
some people are like, well, I'm really not that great with math. You know, and I'm a CPA. I'm not even a very good one. You know, for me, if it's close enough, it's good enough, you know, and that's not how you want to be with a CPA, you know. But but I, I have a certain aptitude for math, and I have friends that are also good and people that work with me. If you're not good with math, you better surround yourself or have somebody close by that is because you have got to be able to know how to buy something for a buck and sell it for free. You have to know your margins. You have to know your P&L. You have to know your numbers. If you don't know your math, if you don't know accounting, um, then you're going to be in trouble. I think um, you will not succeed. Yeah, I think entrepreneurs, too, are kind of good at estimating. So it's not even sometimes it's sitting there with a calculator. Sometimes it's looking at the spreadsheet. Sometimes it's looking at the financial statements, but you kind of got to be able to eyeball things a little bit and make quick decisions based on, okay, they're going to charge me this much. These are my costs, and I'm going to be able to sell it for this much. And sometimes you do the math, but sometimes it's just kind of very quick estimations, too, because you have to make fast decisions sometimes in the entrepreneurial world. You absolutely do. And, and I just when I meet people that say, like, oh, I don't bother with the numbers or I don't, you know, the math is all over my head or whatever, they're just... They're just not going to say, I want to say succeed. I mean, it's not like they might not eke out a living or do okay, but we're talking about succeeding. And I'm thinking of my clients like Alex who have done well. Uh, the guy just knows his numbers. So that's number two. Um, number three and four both have to do with capital. Um, particularly if you're starting up and growing a business, you have to have two forms of capital. So three capital time. You need time. Um, you have to make sure that, um, you know, you've got time available to spend to nurture and grow your business, which means that if you've got a significant other in your life, if you've got kids, if you've got family members, they better be on board with what the commitment that you have got to make. Because unfortunately, I've seen a lot of relationships really hurt and broken uh, because one person is spending too much time on the business and not enough time with their significant other. And uh, time is money and time is capital. And the most successful business owners I've met have been able to manage their time well and make sure that they've kept the balance. So, so that's what, number three. So what kind of time investment do you think an entrepreneur needs to make? Well, when they're starting up a business, it's 100%. It's literally 60 to 80 hours a week, and that might go on from you know, one to two to three years. It really kind of depends on the business that you're growing and where you want it to be. We're here with Gene Marks. You're listening to Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gerhardt. We'll be right back after this message. There's never been a better time to start your own business. The opportunities are infinite and only limited by your imagination and enthusiasm. At Gerhardt Law, we believe the most successful companies all have one thing in common. They start with a solid foundation. Foundation first. Gearheart Law has years of experience protecting entrepreneurs, ideas, and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at www.gearheartlaw.com. Our professionals will create a custom strategy designed to fit your needs and your budget. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection, licensed, and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Visit GearHeartLaw.com. Together, we can change the world. Visit G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Now back to Passage to Profit. Once again, Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart On WR710 with our special guest, Gene Marks. We just finished our first segment with him. Amazing stuff. Stuff you got to know if you want to start a business. 
And stay tuned because we have an incredible guy coming up for an executive spotlight, and we have three pitches today. But before we get back to Jean, I want to take a moment here to plug a book by my wife. It was just nominated to be the fastest selling release on Amazon. And the name of the book is A Quick Guide to Reviewing Your Patent Application, Questions to Ask Your Patent Attorney. It wasn't nominated. It was an Amazon best release or first in release because it was in a very specific category. (laughs) Anyway, it's a great book. If you're working on a patent application or you think you might be working on a patent application in the future, it's a great reference guide. Normally it's $5, but if you purchase it within this week and use the code P2P, that is the letter P, the number two, the letter P again, you'll get the book for free. So please download it, leave a review, but it's a valuable reference guide for all of your intellectual property inventors going forward. And it only takes 20 minutes to read. And it's a very quick read too. So Gene, welcome back. So good to have you here. We're talking this evening with Gene Marks. His website is genemarks.com and he's a small business advisor extraordinaire. Fascinating story. So, Gene, what are some of the challenges that you faced when you were starting your business? Some of them, and by the way, the, the book on patent, I'm going to get that book, guys. Uh, with, oh, <laughs> I can't think of anything more important than protecting your intellectual property. There's, you know, I mean, I, I come across so many clients that, that don't do that or think about it and really run into problems later on. So what's the name of the book again? It's called A Quick Guide to Reviewing Your Patent Application, Questions to Ask Your Patent Attorneys. But you can just type in my name, Elizabeth Gearhart. There is another Elizabeth Gearhart who writes children's books. <laughs> Mine is quite different. <laughs> so, yeah. so, and you'll find it under my name. Okay, great. I appreciate that. Um, challenges that, that I've had that, you know, I mean, and we've sort of had them all. But a lot of them have to do with some of the things that we were talking about on the last segment. Um, you know, challenges of balancing uh, work and family life, challenges with raising money, challenges with dealing with when the economy goes down. Right now, my biggest challenge is, uh, is people. Uh, finding good people, uh, keeping them motivated, compensating them the right way as well. Uh, the economy is going well, as we know, and unemployment is low. And uh, I think every business owner that I talk to, we're, we're all faced with the same stuff. Good problems to have, don't get me wrong. I mean, 10 years ago, it was a different story. But um, people is, is definitely one of the biggest challenges that I'm having right now. Before the break, you had mentioned the four key secrets um, or key things that entrepreneurs need to know. What was the fifth one? Luck. <laughs> <laughs> It really is. I mean, I, I know it's, it's you know, what it's, the, the example I give is um, back in the day, there was a show on Bravo called Inside the Actor Studio. And, you know, they interview these famous actors like Al Pacino and Robert De Niro and all these guys. And, and they do it in front of a, a class of actors, you know, kids, students that are learning acting. And I know for a fact that, that most of the kids that are out there in that audience are talented kids. They're probably great stars in their, you know, in their high schools or colleges or whatever. And here they are wanting to be an actor. And very few of them will really make it. I mean, very few of them. Um, And a lot of that has to do with luck. And I think a lot of that is the same in the business world as well. Um, There is something to be said for timing and there is something to be said for being in the right place at the right time and knowing the right people. You can try. You have to make your own luck. You have to work hard. You have to try and get out there. You have to try and talk to as many people as possible and have the right attitude and all that kind of stuff. That you can do to try and make your own luck. And when you get a break, you take advantage of it. And and that's what smart business owners do. But 
I, sometimes, you know, that's just the way the world works. You can do all the good things, have all the money in the world, have all the right practices in place, but there's like this little 10% factor of luck. And that's why sometimes I meet people and I'll be sitting across the desk from them. I'm like, I can't believe this guy is so successful. This guy can't even add two numbers together. What the heck is going on here? You know, and then I find out that he's like friends with somebody else. Well, I mean, luck definitely plays a part in it. Exactly right. You can make your own luck. And just by putting yourself out there, but there is just a little bit out there that you can't control. And uh, but you have to be you know ready for when the opportunities come along. On that note, we're having to go to a break. You are listening to Passage to Profit on WR seven ten with Richard Elizabeth Gearhart and our special guest Gene Marks. What are entrepreneurs' most valuable assets? Their passion and ideas. We can't protect your passion, but we can protect your ideas. Trust Gearhart Law to protect your ideas with premier patent, trademark, and copyright services. There's never been a better time to start your own business. Contact us at gearhartlaw.com. At Gearhart Law, we have years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at Gearheart Law, www.gearheartlaw.com. Don't let the wrong protection strategy ruin your business. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection and are licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Contact Gearheart Law on the web at G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. Together, we can change the world. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Now back to Passage to Profit. Once again, Richard and Elizabeth Gearheart. Our special guest this evening is Gene Marks, small business advisor extraordinaire. If you just tuned in, Passage to Profit is all about entrepreneurs and startups and the intellectual property that helps protect their ideas. You can learn a lot more about Gearheart Law if you go to our website. It's G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W dot com. Next for our executive spotlight, we have Phil Crowley. He's a business lawyer from Phil Crowley Law, LLC. Phil is a trustee at Stevens Institute of Technology, and he's also on the advisory board for the Stevens Venture Center, where they deal a lot with startups. They have an acceleration program there to help bring new startups into the world and launch new ventures. Welcome to the show, Phil. Well, it's great to be here and to be able to share some thoughts about uh, startups and particularly technology startups to your audience, Rich. There are so many things that we could uh, talk about in the area of uh, technology startups. I wanted to point out to your listeners that I have a free ebook on my website uh, at uh, com. You can visit the website and uh, download the book. And it provides a list of the top 10 causes of failure for technology startups. That's and, kind of a scary name. I mean, well, when you use the word failure and startup together, that's... <laughs> exactly. But the, but the rest of the title is, and how to avoid them. Ah, that's the key. That's what everybody wants. So I'll, I'll pick a few of those uh, to talk about and... Uh, relate at least one to some of the points that Gene raised with respect to having complementary skills. As you remember, he brought up the idea that it's important to be good at math, and if you don't have those skills, you need to surround yourself with people who do. Well, one of the indicia of failure of a technology startup is not having a good group with complementary skills to take care of all of the tasks that need to be done. 
the skill of the scientific advisor who is steeped in the technology may not be adequate when you need to market the product or when you need to organize the venture. And so being more than a single person with an idea at an appropriate point in time is important. Now, that's not to say that entrepreneurs need to surround themselves with people right away, but in this multidisciplinary world where we find technology development today, it's great to have people with different points of view and different expertise. And research in human dynamics shows that teams with different perspectives come to better decisions than people who have just one thought in mind. Phil, quick question. What are the categories of skill sets that entrepreneurs should surround themselves with? Certainly, to begin, you need the people who are good at the technology. But then you also need someone who can deal with the finances, the numbers, as Gene correctly pointed out, to be able to ensure that the company has the financial resources to do what it needs to do. And then some person to be involved in operations and take over the organization of the effort. Once you get past the uh, bench testing of a particular technology, it's important to have people have a cohesive view of what the focus of the organization is to be and what the idea is uh, going forward in terms of developing the idea. And then further down the road, you need people with marketing and sales. I would say, though, that I mean, even in looking at putting together the pitch deck for the company, one of the crucial things to focus on is what is the market? Spending time identifying that. Is it a million dollars? Is it a billion dollars? How many, if it's a life sciences product, how many patients are out there? And then focusing on who uh, are the stakeholders with respect to those particular products in many areas. It's the people who are payers when you're dealing with life sciences. But there are other stakeholders in other areas. But the team focused on a marketing component because ultimately you have to sell the product or service in the market. And unless you can convince investors that there is a realizable and achievable market for the product, it's extraordinarily difficult to attract the capital you need to grow the company. So you and Gene are totally aligned with this. This is like the first thing Gene said, you've got to be able to sell. Yes. Gene, do you have any comment? Yeah, I do. I actually had a couple of questions for you, Phil, but you know, you bring up about knowing the market. And um, I, I struggle with that as well. I mean, I launched a new service to my company a year ago and um, it hasn't been going that well. And it's a lot of it has to do with my, my lack of market research um, because I don't know where, where startups or entrepreneurs go to do market research. You know, if you're a big company introducing a product and you've got a million dollar budget, you can hire consultants and data firms and all sorts of ways to test out a market. Um, I don't know if you have any advice on where does a startup entrepreneur go to figure out what the market is? And I was wondering what thoughts you might have on that. Uh, that's a great question, Gene. And I'll give you the advice that I got from uh, one of my Stevens classmates who uh, runs a public venture fund in London. And his view was to try to get to the minimum viable product and then get it out into the hands of customers and listen very carefully to the customer feedback you get. And then you flesh out the rest of the product that provides an entree into uh, the greater marketplace. And taking those ideas, instead of trying to figure everything out in your own head or through research, to go out intensively 
and talk to potential customers and find out what they want, what they need, and what they would pay for. And that's how many technology companies wind up finding a market for their products because they're reflecting the needs of people who are out there with money and with a problem that they'd like to solve. So you've got the new product out there. Are you tweaking it at all as you get feedback yeah, on, on the product? Yeah, yeah. And we're, we're, we're learning the hard way. Like I spent, I, I did not, I wish I had talked to Phil about this a year ago because <laughs> I spent too much money on getting the product. It's, a, it's actually a cloud-based service that we're providing. To, to, I should have spent less money and taken it to a certain level and then tested it out. An experienced business lawyer can help an entrepreneur think through the development of the business, some of the issues that will come up, particularly uh, a business lawyer who has gone down this road before and an entrepreneur for whom this may be their first business. Thank you very much, Phil. This is fascinating stuff. And as a fellow attorney, I can only reiterate how important it is to make sure that you start with a good foundation. Don't forget to go to CrowleyLawLLC.com, C-R-O-W-L-E-Y, Law, LLC.com, and look at his list of things to do and not to do. Phil, what is your book again? It's the top 10 causes of failure for technology startups and how to avoid them. That's great. So thanks a lot, Phil. We'll be right back after this message. You're listening to Passage to Profit with our special guest this evening, Gene Marks, and our executive spotlight, Phil Crowley. There's never been a better time to start your own business. The opportunities are infinite and only limited by your imagination and enthusiasm. At Gearheart Law, we believe the most successful companies all have one thing in common. They start with a solid foundation first. Gearheart Law has years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at www.gearheartlaw.com. Our professionals will create a custom strategy designed to fit your needs and your budget. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection, licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Visit GearHeartLaw.com. Together, we can change the world. Visit G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Passage to Profit continues with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. Welcome back, and now it's time for the pitch part of the show. But before we start, some vital info. Listeners, when you're listening to the pitches, please think about which one you like best and go to the Passage to Profit page on the Gearhart Law website. And you need to scroll down to find the poll to vote. And the website is Gearhart Law. G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W. Everybody gets one vote, and the voting is open for one week. Don't forget to like us, too, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And get your friends to vote. And you can remember the name of the show by imagining you're walking down a passage with a huge pot of gold at the end. Passage to profit. And may your passage be short and your profit be huge. Each contestant now gets two minutes to pitch, followed by a discussion with our guests. The overall best vote getter gets a professionally produced video for their pitch, a $500 value. So let's get started. I'd like to introduce Andrea Hammer. Andrea, where are you from? I'm from Coral Springs, Florida, South Florida. And you're going to be talking about the Max Pack. The Max Pack, Maximum Power and Core. You've got two minutes. 
Go. Hi, everyone. I am Andrea Hammer. I'm a certified fitness trainer and a certified health and wellness coach. And I am the creator and developer of a new phenomenal fitness training implement called the Max Pack, which stands for Maximum Power and Core. And the Max Pack is the newest, most effective, multifunctional fitness and strength training system that's coming out today. The Max Pack works and builds tactile muscle strength. It improves your core strength in your balance, stability, and cardiovascular health, and it burns fat. It is a type of weighted training bag. They come in fabulous colors. My first three are red, eight pounds, blue is 16 pounds, and my super trainer is beautiful aqua for 24 pounds. And the whole system of it is geared on how you grip it. So before you even start your workout, the fingers, fist, wrist, palm, forearm, and it shoots all the way up to the bicep and the chest. When you hold on to it, all your muscles are immediately succinctly activated and engaged before you even start your workout. So if you are squeezing it, everything is already on fire and then you do your workout. So that's great. So this is actually a workout tool, right? I can't just sit there on the couch and all these fantastic things will happen. You have to actually get up and do something, but you can actually exercise with it on the couch. I have exercises all over the place (laughs) with them. So this actually replaces dumbbells, right? So it's like a little square pouch thing that's got, it's three-dimensional, but you hold each end instead of holding two dumbbells, right? Yes, this is my solution to a very limited amount of training with a dumbbell. This is way more variable with 150 different ways to work it. And the grip is much more comfortable, it's safer, and it is a rectangular type of bag. It's made of a high-grade professional PVC uh, vinyl that won't crack, chip, fade, or lose its shape. And it is hypoallergenic, and it does not absorb any sweat or odor, which makes it so comfortable and clean to use. And totally effective with strength training and fat burning. Andrea, what sort of studies have you done in order to show that this particular product is better than doing things with weights alone? If you have ever dropped a dumbbell on your foot or clunked yourself in the head or a weight plate or a kettlebell, the massive iron compound of that is way dangerous and way more hard to hold. It does not have as much utility in it as opposed to my Max Pack, which has greater flexibility and greater utility and much, much greater safety features. And when I see people work out at a gym and they're doing everything that is momentum-based and flinging, they put themselves at such great risk. And one of the things I love the best about my Max Pack is the safety, safety, safety factor of it and the amazing strength training and fat burning that it does. The Max Pack is like cushiony, right? It's surrounded by this sort of flexible foam. And so if you drop it, it won't little, break you. It won't break you. It has, gives you some protection in it case. It gives you, yes. One of the most amazing things about the Max Pack is the versatility and the demographics. It is safe across many, many groups of people. I've trained um, young teenagers, pregnant moms, and workout warriors. I've trained muscle head gym rats. SWAT and police people have trained with this. Everyone has absolutely loved it because it is so much more versatile. Uh, I got to ask Jean. Jean, you're with us by phone. What do you think this thing looks like? Can you visualize it? I actually can. I mean, I'm kind of visualing like a, a, a bean bag on steroids. <laughs> it's actually much more structured than a bean bag. It's more rectangular with rounded edges. It's a soft grip on the hand, but that's where the strength and conditioning starts is because you have to grip it. There's no no handles. So your fingers, fist, wrist, palm, forehand 
when you squeeze into it, you can't squeeze into the metal of a dumbbell or a weight plate or a kettlebell, but you can squeeze sure. into this, which I use for people for rehab as well as for training because arthritis or joint problems across orthopedics and recovery. I have rehabbed many people using this as well as done strength training with so, it. So Andrea, can I ask you, is there a pain point? Is there some advice you would like from Gene and Phil that could help you move your company forward? Well, I have a lot of skin in the game and yes, I have it uh, incorporated as an LLC and I I do have many different people helping me on my team. You have a patent. I do have a patent. Thank you very much, <laughs> patent Mr. Pending. Gearhart and Elizabeth. I do. I have just been invited and I went just before I came here to the Pentagon and I have sold out of my initial grouping that I had Woo-hoo. specifically shipped here for it. I have a huge order coming in on a container load at about 3000 to really launch in every gym, anywhere there's a dumbbell, I want a max pack. It's the newest, safest, most effective training implement in fitness today. So I'm so excited, and I can't wait for you all to get here. It's going to be arriving my, my, in 60 days. My big question is, how much? If I want to buy one, how much is it? Depends on what size you want. Smallest one. The smallest one, $29.99. It's in line with the same pricing as a kettlebell, so it's very affordable and safe, and they last a very long time. Speaking of which, does it come with a warranty, Andrea? Yes. If you don't like it, I will give your money back because <laughs> I have to tell you, there's not one person who's trained with it that has not loved it, and it has effectively worked their muscles and caused greater cardiovascular training and balance and stability because everywhere you move it, the weight shifts. Mm. So if it's forward, the pull of gravity pulls it down. You put it behind you, the weight shifts behind. If you put it to side to side, so your core is always maximally engaged. That's why it's the max back. What happens if you're like me and have no muscles? <laughs> then this that's is how ex- you get them. This is exactly why you need a max pack because I use max Spoken pack. Spoken like a true fitness yes. trainer. You know, I, I do. I mean, it's really true because it, it, it's great as a beginner fitness training for functional metabolic fitness for beginners but I have super plyometrics high velocity heavy load training ballistic training I do cross training for other sports martial arts uses my big one for a punching bag that's portable and there's multiple ways to use many of them all at one time you can sit on the big one squeeze the small one in your knees and press the middle one up for a triple whammy <laughs> workout so and if your goal is to be a meathead buy a max pack <laughs> that is true let me tell you something so I think Phil wanted to ask something actually though uh, that's yeah. right one uh, suggestion that I I would make Andrew is that you consider finding other stakeholders, uh, people in the health and nutrition space who uh, recommend exercise equipment or who have a hand in doing research about this, because it sounds like a really great product, which if you can get other stakeholders to support your efforts, yes. could help to help you to penetrate the market even better. That's what I'm looking for. So everybody give me a call at themaxpack.com. I'm looking for people who really like to experience firsthand the strength and conditioning that the Max Pack provides. Thank you so much, Andrea, for telling us about the Max Pack. We're all looking forward to getting our own. And real quick, though, you have your own podcast in Florida, right? Yes, I do. My show is a women's empowerment show called Your Life Program to Live Intentionally Fabulous Every Day. I'm on iHeart as well, iHeartRadio in South Florida, actually nationally, and Spotify and iTunes. Andrea Hammer on Passage to Profit. We'll be right back after this message. Hi, I'm Lisa Askley, the inventress, founder, CEO, and president of Inventing A to Z. I've been inventing products for over 38 years, hundreds of products later, and dozens of patents. I help people develop products. Running the marathon, we got a Discovery Channel documentary called This is AI, 
and we recently launched a TED Talk that has over a million views. And we've won the German Design Award for Medical Device Design and recently super new and just published Beyond Bauhaus, which is celebrating their 100-year anniversary, picked us as one of 20 companies highlighting kind of the future and innovation representing the historical legacy of Bauhaus. And so we're deeply honored for all of the support that we've gotten so far. So what is your biggest hurdle? Our biggest hurdle right now is our marketing. We're delivering a product that's mainly for the blind and visually impaired, but that has use cases that are outside of that market extremely. And so we want to make sure that we're gearing our marketing campaign in a way that is showing our attention to detail to the blind and visually impaired market and like the amount of research and thought we put behind that. But we also want to build a product that everyone has access to because that's the way we keep the price low for people who are blind and visually impaired. And so we're walking these two markets and trying to give them the same message while not delivering the same message at the same time. So that's our major challenge. That's great, Keith. So thank you so much for coming to visit us on Passage to Profit. It's a wonderful technology, and we wish you all of the success going forward. How can people find you on the Internet? Yeah, you can find us at www.wear.works. We'll be launching a Kickstarter campaign at the end of September, and everyone who signs up on our website for the Kickstarter sign-up will get access to the super early bird pricing released before the rest of the public. So sign up. We really want to support our early supporters. Thanks a bunch. You're listening to Passage to Profit. We'll be right back after this message. What are entrepreneurs' most valuable assets? Their passion and ideas. We can't protect your passion, but we can protect your ideas. Trust Gearheart Law to protect your ideas with premier patent, trademark, and copyright services. There's never been a better time to start your own business. Contact us at GearheartLaw.com. At Gearheart Law, we have years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at Gearheart Law, www.gearheartlaw.com. Don't let the wrong protection strategy ruin your business. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection and are licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Contact Gearheart Law on the web at G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. Together, we can change the world. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Now more with Richard and Elizabeth. Passage to Profit. Remember, everyone, to go to the Passage to Profit page at GearhartLaw.com, G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W, and vote for your favorite project. So to summarize for the pitches, we had Andrea Hammer with TheMaxPack.com, M-A-X-P-A-C. We had Rob Stolker with Hummingbird, HummingbirdSports.com, and our last pitch was Keith Kirkland with WearWorks, and he was very lucky to get Works as his extension. So it's W-E-A-R dot W-O-R-K-S. These guys are fantastic. Yeah, and now Google Passage to Profit and make your choice. Remember, you can only vote once, and you have until next Sunday at 8 p.m. to vote. This evening's pitch contestants will receive a Passage to Profit t-shirt, and the best overall vote-getter for the show will receive a professionally produced video of their pitch, a $500 value. Gene Marks is still with us. Gene, do you have any final words of wisdom for us? Keep going out there and working hard, guys. These are great ideas. I really enjoyed these pitches very much, and this is the kind of way that you get your product out there is by coming on great shows like this. It's good PR. It's good attention. Just make sure you've got your product protected with good intellectual property attorneys. I think I know a couple. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much, Gene. We appreciate that. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Gene Marks, G-E-N-E-M-A-R-K-S. Thank you. So last but not least, we'd like to thank 
thank our media maven, Kenya Gibson, our scrumptious producer, Noah Fleischman, our amazing engineer, Rob Barrett, and the whole iHeart team. Listeners, don't forget to join us next week for another excellent speaker and another round of pitches. And you can start thinking about what your pitch will be. And don't forget to like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This is Richard and Elizabeth Gerhart from Gerhart Law on iHeartRadio with Passage to Profit. WOR 710, the voice of New York. 